Welcome back to Riding the Pine. Um, I don't even know how to start this episode. We just live recorded um, the draft. I don't know how to label this episode. Um, we've been off for about two, three months. We took kind of an unplanned uh, break just because there really wasn't much going on with the Red Wings at all, obviously with coronavirus and, you know. So, yeah, we took a break, <laughs> but we're back. So, um Introducing this week, uh, I have myself, Drew Backley, and Jesse. Hello. Uh, yeah, we took uh, a very long, extended. Did you, Drew say there's not there wasn't much going on with like hockey? Well, no, I meant there wasn't much going on with the Red Wings. Oh. Yeah, which we are a Red Wings podcast, but we we could have been recording just the NHL, obviously. But it, I don't know. We shit gets crazy, and you know, we took a break. So sorry, but we're back. Yeah. Yeah, so and, uh, I, and I'm not gonna lie, I had to take a break from Twitter. I had to take a break from Facebook. I actually canceled Facebook altogether. Uh, there was a long time, especially after the uh, the lottery, mm-hmm. that I I just I didn't want anything to do with hockey. I get it. Um, and it wasn't that a placeholder team won. It's that I was so frustrated when they announced the system. And just, like there wasn't a way that the placeholder team wasn't going to win mathematically. Like, yeah, that was what was likely to happen. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's so unlikely that that's going to happen. That's so unlikely that it's going to happen." And then it happened. And I'm just uh, so I was just so pissed off. And I said, "You know what? I'm I'm taking a break for a little bit." Yeah. Uh, and then you know I, I, whether you believe the frozen ping pong ball theory or not, uh, the league overcorrected <laughs> correct, to give. The uh, <laughs> if you hear a bunch of people breathing into the mic, it's you got true. a bunch of mouth he, breathers. Drew, Drew yelled at Jesse. It's for not it. me. Drew is literally on his mic, like I'm right watch- next to it. I'm watching him breathe. I'm literally watching. Not, I know just watching just, him, just, but your your mouth is like an Josh, inch away. I've lived with him my entire life. I know his breath. That's okay. That is him breathing. Both of your deviated septums in here. Drew snores. Wow, that's loud. But <laughs> literally every single one of us. Have, how many times have you you've broken your nose? Right. Yeah. Okay, how many times? Once or twice? I think once. Okay, I, broke I had major surgery on it too. How many times have you broken yours? Zero. Zero? Yeah, that's amazing. You don't break this. <laughs> oh, I guess when you're tough, you just don't no, get hit. No, I just put my head face down, so and you bury it in your own shoulder, and they can't hit your face. Like, <laughs> well, no one hit Drew's face. A four wheeler just smote it, you know, and just crushed it. Like, no, I broke my nose before that too. No, I broke my nose before that, but. Okay, so NHL news. Um, this episode might be a little bit weird. We are, I would say, this above average intoxicated because we've been recording for a while. No, we did a live feed. Maybe just me. Josh just wants to say it's just me. It's but been you since the beginning of this, like, the day. <laughs> I didn't start drinking until you came over. Anyways, so wrapping up, you know, the end of the year, Tampa won, obviously. Um, credit to me for saying that the year before on the podcast that when they got swept credit to me, I called it. I go next year. They're winning. Yeah. You just picked the favorite. That was, I mean, there was no, a favorite no, the, the year, year they lost. Right. <laughs> Still credit to me because I said they just got ghosted. They're going to win next year. So I guess, um, I mean, Tampa, they obviously they had probably the best team in the NHL. 
I yeah. mean, they've had a very, very good team for the past four to five to six years. Yeah, long always, time. always been in contention. Everyone wondering when they're gonna win. It's first time winning. I thought they won. No, they won in like 0-2. But that was no, like thought, or, or no, t- it was two thousand when we won. It was two thousand. They won. <laughs> was they, that 04? It was like Vincent LeCavier's, yeah. Martin, Martin St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. Right. I think right. it's 2000, I think. I could be wrong. I said 02. That's like the only year I should not have said. I should know that it's, one. It's hard. It's been a long time. It really has. Like Adam said, it's it's been tough for me to really get into the playoffs like I thought I would. I was, I was praying for it to come back, and it just, with everything going on, it just felt weird. No, I'm not going to lie. I watched every game that I could. But I'm just—I just wasn't into it like I normally am. I guess it just with everything going on, like I said, it's just tough. It's I mean, like, I, I think everyone got that. Everyone watching the games, like when I was watching the playoffs, uh, and they're doing it with COVID. I mean, that the atmosphere just is lacking mm-hmm. in all sports. Mm-hmm. So it's—it is kind of hard, like to really. I don't know, get involved, to get into it. Like, you have to talk shit to, like, I don't know, it's hard. Because, I mean, you don't even get to see other people. So, like, right. the whole idea of bragging to someone about your team winning, like, the whole thing is just, like, yeah, it's like kind what, of... what it's, what's it for? Like, this year, like, no one's doing anything. Yeah, there's a lot of good, like, hockey out there, and you can watch it, and it's fun. But, it, I mean, the atmosphere of the playoffs was lacking, and it's obvious why. See, I'm I'm a little bit opposite of you guys. Like, like I said, I, I lost interest when – uh, the lottery happened and everything that led up to that. But as soon as it came back, even in the, those those playing games that seemed like they were five months ago at this point, right? Um, that yeah. is some of the most intense hockey that I've seen in a long time, and I had no problem getting back uh, in, getting back into it. I think Adam, I think your mic's off. Yeah. So Sorry, yeah, it, but the intensity that came in these playoffs, you, you know. And even the play-in series, you know, you felt like there was something on the line. There were a lot of a lot of series that got wrapped up relatively quickly, especially when we're talking about the Lightning. But yeah. once it started back up again, I got re-engaged. Um, well, I, I will. I wanted uh, this entire time kind of give hats off to the NHL. I mean, they they did a great job, and the players themselves, like you were just saying, it was when you watched it. it if you just blacked out the no fans thing, it looked just like normal playoff hockey. It looked good. It looked great. I mean, they were fucking going at each other. It was it was great competitive hockey. I, I will not complain as to, you know, like they, they looked like they were playing for the fucking Stanley Cup. So, I mean, hats off to everyone that was involved in that. That's I mean, it was pretty impressive to get all those guys on board and get, you know, everything rolling. I'm... I have to kind of admit that I was wrong because I didn't think it was going to happen. I definitely didn't think logistically it could happen with families and everything. I just didn't think that it, you know. But the NHL also took, like, what, like a $30 million loss on the whole thing? Yeah, they had to. So they were willing, I mean, and that's. Every sport they had to. Yeah, I mean, they were willing to take a loss. So, you know, they kind of gifted us viewers. They didn't take a loss. They Took a loss because of for the what, time being, but the, they if they wouldn't have just not played, they would have taken a bigger loss, much bigger loss. Well, that's kind of hard to even, yeah no it right. I agree, but that's hard to measure. They they can measure how much money they lost 
and operating costs and everything compared to how much they generated and viewership and everything like that. They can measure. I agree that if they didn't, they would have lost more money. It I agree. Close. Right. Like no, times. I yeah. completely agree. I but, will. I will say uh, we're talking about this while the draft is going on. I did send a tweet to my relative uh, who owns the Buffalo Sabers, saying they should <laughs> trade us this pick, and she did not reply. Oh my god! So, um, how do you say their name? Though? Their name is like Pegula, right? It, it's P-E-G. Pe- it's Pegula, but it's not the same spelling. It's not the same spelling. P I is yeah is. The yeah. correct, the right way. The correct, yeah. And they it. spell it P-E, those yeah, fucking posers. That's correct. Get out of here. So uh, just to catch everyone up um, on the uh, latest from the draft, I know you've, you're going to see this before you listen to this, but uh, as everyone imagined, thought, or dreamed, Alexis Lafreniere was going number one to the Rangers. Byfield goes number two. There was a little bit of talk around that, whether or not he'd start slipping down to four or five. Uh, that stayed true. Stim, Tim Stutzla, who this is the third website that I've seen that last name spelled differently, uh, <laughs> goes to Ottawa. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about maybe Byfield or Stutzla falling to Detroit. Lucas Raymond goes forward to Detroit. Uh, Sanderson does end up going ahead of Drysdale to Ottawa, and I think that's the right pick there. Drysdale goes six to Anaheim. Alexander Holtz, Holtz goes seven to New, New Jersey. And there's just about three minutes left on the clock for the Sabres, so I'm not ruling out a trade yet. So, Kimmy, if you hear me, uh, <laughs> give us a call. We'll we'll take your, your pick if you want us to. Has an American went yet? Yeah, Jake Sanderson at number five went to Ottawa. Oh. So you had two Canadians, one and two. Uh, Stutzla's German, Raymond's Swedish, Sanderson, was American Is at it number five. Like that, foreign. Uh, J- Jack Hughes was American last year, number one but overall. I'm saying like the top ten is usually like there to be like one American. Uh, mostly on Canadian. The year. It's mostly Canadian. I, I'd say two to three Canadians, if not more, maybe four or five on a good year. Uh, three Americans on a really good year. Um, you'll usually have uh, one Finn. It would be like at least like five. Well, I think. The majority of the NHL, right? You you break it down. It's like it's like thirty to forty percent Canadian, just right off the rip, and the and forty percent Canadian, and the rest like America has like twenty twenty something percent. Um, so you think like two pros. Of the top ten usually, huh? If, yeah. Like, if you break yeah. it down like that, but man, they're working the phones hard. Maybe maybe Kimmy's calling Steve. She's like, hey, I just heard Adam. Uh... Yeah, there's a trade here. I bet. Oh yeah. But anyways, while we're while we're watching, yeah. um, so Tampa won. Um, you know, a lot of the people I talked to were like, "Man, aren't you pissed?" You know, the Wings had such a rivalry with Tampa, and I'm like, "I'm not pissed at all, to be honest with you." Because yes, back in the day, I hated Tampa. You know, I was fucking rooting for my team. I hated Tampa, but that's that's kind of dead and gone. That was two what two years or three years. If the, it just kind of doesn't. Uh, stand the test of time, my hatred for Tampa. I've always loved Stamkos. I've always rooted for him. He's a great player. He's a great dude from everything that we can see. Um, and I'm happy that he won. I'm happy that Tampa won. I'm happy that Eisenman's, uh, you know, past team won. Rumors are they're trying to get rid of him. Who, Stamkos? Well, I, honestly, I wouldn't blame him. Sadly enough, I would not blame them. He has severe, like, he can't stay healthy. 
It sucks to say that. One of the best top five fours in the fucking league, year in, year out, can't stay healthy. I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I guess to, I don't I don't kind of agree with the fir- like one of the first statements you made about mm. us in Tampa having a like a rivalry. Oh, no trade. Well, for a while we did. For like two years, they they dusted us in playoffs. We had a little bit of a rivalry, huh? This is more than two years. Two or three years. Yeah, Nick Johnson had our had had us by the balls yeah, every no, year. He I just know. fucked us up in playoffs, but. But. Anyways, the reason why I bring up Tampa winning is, uh, well, first they won the cup, but also they had a boat parade. Um, pretty sweet to watch. I watched it, you know, on on uh, Facebook and everything. People post and everything. Uh, they were riding on jet skis. Um, Alex Kalorn, I believe, had the cup riding on a jet ski. Uh, Patrick Maroon, of course, was losing his mind. Shout out to him winning two cups, two different teams back to back years. That's insane. I love Patrick Maroon. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Maroon kind of gives me, like I was saying, like a power forward vibe. Like, uh, uh, Jack Quinn goes eight to Buffalo on what is a very, very, very surprising pick. He went eight? He went eight. Ten or eleven? Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of people still on the board here. Perfetti hasn't gone yet. Rossi hasn't gone yet. Uh, Lundell hasn't gone yet. There's there's quite a few people here that haven't that's gone a, yet. That's the thing about the draft is all year long you hear these sports writers just like it's all just written in stone. Like it's just it's just for granted everything. And then you actually get to the draft and it's like anything, anything can happen. It's crazy. That's why I love watching it. Yeah, it's uh if anyone listening to our podcast, uh we just did a live stream of the draft, we're still watching it. Adam already said that, but it's, I don't know. It, NHL, I said it on the live stream, um, obviously it's kind of hard to really uh, understand what you're getting uh, for, from a fan perspective because so, there's so many people out there and it's from all different leagues and it's hard to watch each person. So it is hard from a fan perspective to really uh, kind of gauge what you're going to get. Minnesota has the next pick. They traded Devin Dubnik today, Dubnik, however you decide that you want to say it, to San Jose for, I believe it was a third-round pick. Uh, Don't be surprised if Askarov ends up going here. But when you still got Rossi and Perfetti, I don't know how you make that choice. Also on the board is Patrick Laine. He's been uh, been, uh, being shot by Winnipeg. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, so... I, well, I only got time to talk about basically one more topic. But, uh, and I know this is a recap, and t- I think we all give our hats out to Tampa, to be honest. The boat parade, I didn't watch it. You said it was awesome. It's obviously very unique, especially in the circumstances that they've won the Cup in. What, what's well, let's, let's, let's go right ahead. Uh, we'll skip the Tampa stuff. I mean, hats off to them for winning the Cup. They deserve it, hands down. Let's go right into Red Wings news. Only one subject, really. Yeah. There's three. Well, there's three. There's three. But to wrap them up kind of quickly. Not okay. okay. So, Erickson. Eisenman's come out and said that they are not re-signing Jonathan Erickson or Jimmy Howard. Really no shocker to either. Um, I'm not going to poop on any of them. I have for years. But as on their way out, I'm not going to. I'm not going to poop on him because Jonathan Erickson's been here for, what, 13, 14 seasons? 
he has been, in my mind, I back then I would have probably never re-signed him. Um, I always thought he should have fought more and been tougher for his size and actually how good he was at fighting. When he did choose to fight, he was very tough. Um, I think he could have added way more value in that aspect, just being physically tougher, but hats off to him for a good career. I don't want to poop on him on his way out. Uh, same with Jimmy Howard. I, I didn't truly like Jimmy very much at all. Um, most of the time I, I criticized him more than anything. Like I talked about him like he was a piece of shit. I don't like him. But he's on his way out, and, you know, he was he served the Red Wings for about the same time, 14, 15 years, I think, Jimmy. So thank you for to both those guys from me for playing for the Red Wings for so long because, I mean, we were on the on the down downward trend of, you know, Red Wings' life. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know what else to say besides the next thing is huge for me. Yeah, and I agree. Uh I guess I'll be a little bit nicer about it. John Erickson, as everyone knows, is Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick of the draft, the year the Wings won the Cup. Uh, I can't find the post right now that they tweeted on his farewell, uh, or about his farewell, where I don't know if anyone realizes he's something like six among Detroit Red Wings defensemen for games played. Yeah. Or something as a Red Wing, you know, he's like in the top twenty in most every stat imaginable as a Red Wing for defenseman. Isn't that so? I don't want to say it's sad, but that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's not. It's really not sad though, because we're talking about a guy who was drafted last overall. You know that in reality doesn't have a chance to ever make the team. You know, you talk about a twenty to thirty percent chance of people. In the second round, making the NHL, let alone the seventh, you know. Right. So. No, I agree. I mean, for what he should have gotten out of out of life and his career, he did. He did amazing. And hats off to him. I I really don't like hating on Erickson because he seems like such a great guy, and all these guys are just fucking awesome dudes. So I hate hate. I don't like that. I hate them so much. He he's a victim of the contract that Holland gave him. Yeah, that's what. It and comes a lot of them to. are. That's the problem. So, so moving on to Howard, who also isn't coming back. Right. It, it's the same thing. And honestly, his last two or three years, he was damn near Vesna. Not this year. Let's take 2020 out of it. Right. He was damn near Vesna quality goaltending. And he got hurt two of his last three years to take him out of that running. But he was posted <laughs> yes. 920 save percentage, less, less than two goals against. And part of the only thing good about Red Wings hockey before they bottomed out this year. Um, I was not a Howard fan early on his, on his, excuse me, on in his career, but he came back towards the end and really won me. I've, I've always thought Howard got more flack than he should, but I think in perspective, a lot of people give Goldie flack and I'm, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm used to, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just You just not naturally defend goalies. Goalies, yeah. which I guess. I but I I never really had I I was like Adam too. I didn't expect a lot out of him at the beginning of his career, but he did um he did do well for us for a, a couple years, like very well. Yeah. Obviously he was a starter for many years. And um I mean even during the cup uh the too cup pushes, I don't think Osgood played, but 
I mean, Howard helped. So he's got his. He, I mean, he's part of a championship team. So it's it's always good to see that, and I think he uh, deserves all the credit in the world. It's definitely against my like moral code to poop on someone or shit on someone as they're done. But what if you talk to me, poop? stop saying that. It's weird. I don't. Weird. I don't want to shit. I don't want to shit on them. I don't want to. I don't want to add to any kind of negative. Anything. Yeah, you don't want to kick them when they're down. You're just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. You know, I don't. I don't want to shit on them when they're <laughs> fucking done. You can only think of the word shit and poop in that analogy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be negative about their career or their. Make it I mean, metaphor. if you look at their body of work, the Howard, I'm glad we had him. I'll say that. But was there times during the last five to ten years that I wanted him gone? Fuck yeah. Yes. And it wasn't – I think technically he was a great goalie. I just think his willing to battle, like, second, third, fourth chances, I just don't think it was there. But moving on, you know, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jonathan Erickson, for sure. Um Erickson probably would have been way more relevant if he fought more. Oh, yeah, Daly, too. Yeah, Trevor Daly. He wasn't with us for too long, but, uh, you know, thanks, I guess. Here we go. I finally found it. Ninth in playoff games played as a defenseman. Seventh in games played regular season. That's crazy. Eleventh in playoff points as a defenseman. Eleventh in playoff points. Yep. Now, granted, I think 97% of them came that first year where he, he just fucking lit it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 22nd Still. in games played in Detroit Red Wings history. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was, been, he's, he's only been, been here, what, 13 years? Yeah, yeah 13 still... seasons. That ain't that long compared to Draper, who was here what? for damn near as long. Chelios right. seems like he was. You know, there were a lot of players that have been here a long time. But I don't think uh, – Arison was, I think, rarely injured. Like, no, if he anything, wasn't. He was scratched, he wasn't. Uh, but he wasn't. You know, he third, was always. He's a big, tough dude. Well, that's my only criticism. Uh, I mean, it's different than Chris Draper and them. Chris third all time in games played by a player selected with the final pick of the draft. I like that one. Uh, and then you know he he's an Olympian. He was on that 2014 silver medal team for Sweden. You know. Uh, he was a hell of a player. Daly, you know what? Daly came in and he was on the, on the decline. Uh, right. I don't even think he's retiring. We're just not bringing him back. But you know, you got a bad team around him. Uh, it was great while we had him. He's but a good player. Still, he's a good player. I'm just yeah, I'll not. Find a different team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trevor Daly's he's good. He was probably one of our best D when he was healthy. Stay at home, like you know, just kind of keep it simple type. Yeah. I liked him. He was one of our better D uh, when he was healthy. Okay, so the big news, the final news, and we'll wrap it up after this. Uh, we should be coming back with more regular episodes, hopefully. But just announced today, uh, as we record, Justin Applicator has been bought out. Um, Steve Eisman's being a bit more, or sorry, so they've announced that they are going to buy him out, right? He was placed on unconditional Wait, waivers right. for intention of buying out. Right. So technically, I didn't somebody want to say it wrong. But. Somebody has a. A chance, chance right. to come and claim him, but there's no reason to do so. Not at that. Yeah, because uh, he'll he'll be a free agent soon. So this is huge news to me because it states how aggressive Eisman is willing to be. Um, I think this is kind of an obvious thing to do. You know, Eisman's not writing the check out of his own fucking pocket. You know, 
The Illiches are paying for it. But I'm ecstatic that this is happening. I've probably, out of anyone that I've criticized from the Red Wings, Ablicator is probably my number one the last five years. Even when he was playing with Pavel, everyone loved him. I did not. I thought that 20 goal seasons playing on the wing with one of the best passers to ever play the game, I don't think 20 goals is that impressive. Daniel Cleary. Don't get me started on Cleary. It's the same thing. He played on Pav's line. Right. What do you expect? I hated Cleary. Oh. Yeah, I I'm, hated I mean, that, Cleary. That was just a style of player that put – they always put someone who would go in the boards. Well, you need somebody. Well, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I just – You need somebody to pull the piano, you know? Right. Which is exactly what Pavel said. Which I just and, – and Pavel back in the day said, you know, I, I love – he wanted to skate with Applicator, which I guess uh, – I don't know. I'm not going to speak out against fucking what Pavel's saying. But I just – I didn't like Applicator even back then. Like what we were saying earlier from the rip, if he was making 1.5 close to 2 mil, if that was his contract basically until the day he fucking died – I don't think there'd be anyone in, in Hockey Town or Red Wings Nation that would really ever bitch about Justin Applicator. But I didn't see his production ever going up from 20 goals. And I thought even then, I was like, this is sad. You have a world-class player in Pavel Datsuk skating with a, de- a, a pretty good hockey player, and he's getting 20 goals. Yeah, but Sidney Crosby makes people's careers every year. It's true. It's true, but but well, Pavel, I don't to be know. honest, Pablo did make Justin Applicator's career. That's right, why he got paid so much. Right. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. But, but his, I, his I agree stock with was you. inflated because he was on the line with Pavel. Pavel got him more points. Right. His stock goes up. We have right. to pay him more, and that's what you're going to have no matter who's playing. Whoever that world class player is, whatever the line mates are. I mean, if that guy's yeah, really he's going to make him better. He's going to bring up the stock. He's, he's going to he's going to make him better. But the thing is, I just I didn't see. I, I swear to God, from then, I was like, as soon as Pavel's done, this kid is not going to put up anything. I, I mean, I think you're right. I think I, like, I've, I particularly wasn't like a huge fan of Applicator. Like, I thought he was like a fourth of what Holmesome did. Like, Holmesome, yeah. I thought I like, did the same job, but yeah. four times better. Right? Like, and, then- and also, Applicator, when he fought, which was like any Red Wings fan was like, that was one of their big things. Oh, he fights. He almost always lost or just hugged someone. His fighting was the worst fighting I've ever seen. Like, I've watched consistently, I should say. And I respected him for showing up. And he would fight big, big-time fighters, so I respected him for it. You know, I've never fought those fucking dudes. But if you're going to cling to that, if you're going to be like, you know, part of what I'm making is because I'm also tough, you might want to actually be good at it. I, I just, I just think he was a victim of another contract. Honestly, I think we gave him too much money. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, when you give someone that much money, just like they do. Well, you can't other, blame him. We talked earlier. If you guys listened to us earlier, like the beginning of the season, we were talking about Toronto, Mitch Marner expectations. When, you, whenever you give him two more million dollars than he should be paid, you have higher expectations, and right, the city will turn on you if you're not living up to them. Exactly. That's what they did. Exactly. And it, it sucks because he is, I think, uh, I think when he played, he, w- he was like an NHL player across the league. Like, he would have been picked up, and he would have been like a third line somewhere. Yeah. But um, he has gotten a lot of the backlash 
just recently, but it, honestly, he can find another team. He'll go free agency. Someone's gonna honestly, pick him up. I don't. I don't know if I'd be. I don't know. He he'd basically have to go back down to eight hundred thousand or whatever the league minimum is. I don't think a lot of teams are gonna be shopping him at all. I think. I think some. I think he might be cheap. done. Like Phoenix, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there searching for a guy like Abigail who just. I don't, uh, Give him some. Uh, some at this point prestige. in his in his age, I don't or at his age, I would not be surprised if he fucking hangs him up. And I I don't want that to. Ha- I don't personally hate Justin Applicator. I just don't think he brings a lot to any tape like any kind of team. I don't see a lot there. No, I to be honest to wrap, I think. But yeah, we're not we to wrap it up. But uh, to wrap up, I guess my opinion is basically that. All the guys that we just released, Howard, I even know mm-hmm. Howard, we, whatever. Uh, Jimmy, basically, Harrison. everyone we're losing, and I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with losing them. Yeah. I have no ill will towards any of them, obviously, personally. Like, right. I don't care uh, about that. But I am happy that we are at least trying to move forward and we're not uh, just sitting still and riding on our doors. Like, it's, it's, we, we need to move. We need to get more players. We need to get better players. We need, we need to try new things. Like, we're the worst team in the NHL. The worst thing, like the only thing you can do and you should do, is just change it up, change up the system, change up the players, try to get more people in and see what they can do. Well, that's a great point. Let's end this podcast on that. Cheers to Steve Eisman being aggressive, getting getting rid of and openly saying he's not re signing these guys. All the vets, which gone. no offense, no no ill will towards any of them, but. I'm happy that he's he's coming out and being aggressive and saying we are not re-signing Justin Applicator. Um, he's up for waivers. Anyone who wants their pick, go ahead. But I'm happy that he's willing to do that because we really, besides him, we got Franz Nielsen, which is a dead contract. What we got one or that's basically it. Applicator and Nielsen is is the rest of our dead weight realistically. So if he's willing to be, well, not him. The Illiches, they're the ones who really pay for this shit. But we could be looking at pretty bright days and I think probably close to two seasons. Yeah, I mean, only only uh, time will tell and what they uh, their performance is on the ice. But um, at least it's uh, something new and that's what we need in Detroit. Yeah. We, need, we need to just move forward, move on and... And yep. try to regain uh, composure and, and get quality players. Yep. So, anyways, uh, we'll wrap it up. But if you weren't able to look at it, check us out on Twitter, uh, Riding the Pine, and on Facebook, same name. Um, what else? We, we have – shit, I haven't done this in so long. All right, we're on Twitter at Pine Podcast, Instagram yeah. at Riding the Pine Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. We're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of the above. Anywhere you want to find your favorite podcast, you can find us. Yeah. And if this is your first time listening, leave a review. It helps us populate or whatever. Click five stars, even if you hate it. Yeah, we're trying <laughs> to come and find you. So, so. What do you say? We're trying to repopulate. It helps us populate. <laughs> is that the word? I mean, it's just, I guess you could use it like that. So I think that is the word. You're yeah. Populate, no. like generate at the yeah, top of the right. list. Sorry, I'm smart. I don't know what to tell you. Anyways. All right. Well, we'll get off. Love you guys. See ya. Peace.